Fantasy managers, hello and how good is it to be back? The Euros is finally over and it's full steam ahead for the Fantasy Premier League and Premier League season. So welcome back to the FPL Addicts Fantasy Football 2021 and 22 season powered by Esports Live. Um, Premier League is back and so is your usual panel, the same as last season with a couple of new faces popping up throughout the season as well. But um, firstly, what you've got to do is you've got to make sure that you are registered for the FPL Addicts Mini League. Our free mini league code is 1KSRYW and we have a paid mini now live at www.e-sportslive.com.au slash FPL addicts with huge prizes and also our discord server has a, a link there as well so get involved it's pretty international now we were just talking before there's a, a guy that joined today who's from Canada we're all Australian there's a Croatian Dutch it's everything it's very multicultural in there and it's you know it's a really good environment good place to get all your tips and advice as well so um definitely get involved with that but um now it's time to, to introduce the panel today the familiar faces from the Euros and from the FPL season last season we've got Jack from Esports Live Matt from FPL Addicts Statman Dave and my right hand man Ollie Walker Peel so we'll start with you Ollie how good is it to be back here with uh, with FPL mate quality I mean obviously the Euros was nice wasn't it but it's nothing like FPL you know we're back where we belong should be amazing looking forward to a great season yeah, absolutely, mate. It's nice to have a little bit of an um, a little bit of a break, and you know, a different style of fantasy football. But you know, FPL is the one that we want to be playing all season long, isn't it? It definitely is, and you know, I think even for me, you know, following a team outside the Premier League, it you know, it makes the Premier League as good as the league is. It adds that extra element to it that, as a neutral, you know, I obviously don't have following a team inside, you know, inside the Premier League, which obviously you know don't do. But you know. Being a neutral just adds that extra layer and, you know, it's fun to play every year and I'm looking forward to it again. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Dave, we spoke about it on the last, uh, the Euro Review podcast, but you're still in isolation, you know, still considered one of the one of the close contacts of, of someone. So how have you been trotting along? You know, you've been just looking at fantasy Premier League all day? Uh, certainly the last couple of hours I have been. I'm climbing the walls a little bit looking for something to do, but certainly working on the couch groove uh, a fair bit. So, um yeah, definitely was looking forward to getting uh, this this up tonight. So we, uh, so I had something to look forward to anyway. Um, but yeah, other than that, feeling fine. So doing okay. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure someone that's probably been doing the same all day when he should have been working on his computer doing FPL is Matt, the guru from FPL Addict. So uh, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, great. Thanks, Elliot. And yeah, you're right. I've pretty much been on Facebook <laughs> all day and, um, you know, just... So much to uh, to look forward to with the season, and uh, you know, so many differentials to to discuss, and you know, I can't wait for it. So yeah, buzzing, absolutely buzzing. Yeah, it's the cream of the crop. This it's it's the main event, the one that we all know and love. So um, yeah, really can't wait to get into it as well. And the final one on the panel today is Jack. He's he's repping the Ma- new Man United kit. So you know, he's he's all prepared for the season. He's ready for their uh, their third or fourth place finish, which is pretty inevitable. But how are you doing, Jack? <laughs> Yeah, very good, mate. And uh, yeah, thanks for noticing the uh, the new jersey Look, arrived this week. Thanks to Ultra Football, who we've uh, esports have done a bit of work with previously. Um, so they've looked after me. Feel a bit more excited now. Got the top. We're only a couple of weeks away, um, and obviously it's good to be back with all all the panel as well. And it's uh, me and the Guru a bit lonely when we were in there last week on our own. Um, so yeah, joining back with you boys is great, and we can chat a bit of FPL. Get a few tips out there, a bit of advice, and yeah, looking forward to seeing everyone's uh, draft teams. And hope you've all had a good holiday. Yeah, just 
nitpick sort of little bits and pieces from everybody's team get a little bit of advice you know it's it's definitely um definitely true what you're saying there and as, as you were saying it's nice to be back ollie mentioned that it was nice to do the euro fantasy but we all just love fpl so much here so it's it's really the the main event the one that we want to be doing so um we won't waste any time and we'll, we'll pretty much get right into it we'll start with just a little bit of a, a fixture review if we bring up my share screen there and um obviously there is 10 fixtures for the first game and you know, you can't make subs mid-match day and stuff like that this time. So you've got to pick a little bit more carefully. There's no get all your Brentford and Arsenal assets in because they're playing on the first match day and all that sort of stuff. So you've got to pick carefully. But, um, you know, just sort of looking off the top of your head, Matt, I'm sure you've, you know, been looking tirelessly at the fixtures and the, the ratings on the FDR and everything. So is there any sort of game that pops out at you straight away? Yeah, I think definitely that Norwich-Liverpool game. Um you know, Liverpool's record against Norwich is ridiculous, um, always scoring goals. And I think that's the one that's going to stand out for most FPL players, if not everyone. Yeah, I remember two seasons ago, Norwich's last spell in the Premier League, it was game at Anfield. And if you had Mohamed Salah as your captain that day, there was an own goal. Origi was in on the action. It was pretty chaotic. I think it was 4-0 in the end to the Reds. So it's a, definitely a, a fixture to watch. Was it 4-1? Timu Puki, you could be looking at on the other end, got a goal ah, himself. So. He did, I remember now. Yeah, well, if you're going to be looking at any Norwich players, he's probably one that's pretty high up there. And a, a lot of fantasy managers remember him for his hat trick against uh, from my team Newcastle, which is yeah. pains me to say. But um, I remember it, it that. Did I remember him in my team. <laughs> it did happen. I remember sitting there watching it baffled because um, I didn't have him in my team. So the damage was uh, pretty severe that day. But um, that doesn't matter. It's, it's changed this time round and won't be conceding three to him at home this time. But um, Jack, we'll move on to you. And, you know, last time you and Matt were on, on the podcast by yourselves with just a little preview to the preview show, um, you were talking about fixtures. So is there any that, you know, stand out for you, do you think? Yeah, listen, obviously United Leeds is going to be the first one after the displays of uh, Calvin Phillips uh, for Leeds and the season that uh, Bamford had last year. I'm excited to see what Leeds can do and see if they can back it up. I'm looking forward to absolutely smashing them in that first game. So, um, you know, United are going to have some exciting attacking threats with the likes of Sancho coming in, um, you know, and obviously um, taking away kind of left off last couple of seasons with Bruno. Um, so yeah, excited to yeah for United Leeds. I think it's going to be a cracking fixture. Plenty of assets to have, and I'm sure plenty of managers going to have um, assets between the two teams. Yeah, absolutely, and it's always a, a fairly open game. A lot of goals, quite traditionally, you know, in recent years, definitely when they have faced up against each other, which albeit hasn't been too much considering Leeds' absence from the league. But um, last season, definitely the, uh, the, the I think it was, was it six was it six two or was it seven two yeah. at home? It was, I think we put a fair few goals uh, in the back of that net, uh, which was very, very satisfying. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to some of that again on the uh, on the 14th. Definitely want to be looking at some assets from that game for sure. But, um, Ollie, we, we spoke a lot before we, we went live and, you know, you're quite a fan of, of Crystal Palace this season. But one of the fixtures that I thought popped out for me um, was, was Chelsea Crystal Palace. But do you maybe think that there's this isn't one that people should be looking at for their Chelsea assets or one that they should be looking at Palace assets for maybe? Uh, I don't think Palace will do too well there. I was saying off there, I was, you know, absolutely waxing lyrical at the work that Palace have done, you know, on the transfer from absolutely loving the signings that they've made uh, with Michael Elise from Reading and Mark Gohe from Chelsea, actually, was on loan at Swansea uh, last season. So I don't think this is the asset, uh, the game for them. Um, if we do want to talk a little bit of championship, a little bit of championship knowledge, I actually don't mind Brentford Arsenal as a game 
you could potentially look at because I don't think Chelsea Palace is the one for definitely for Palace assets. There might be something there for Chelsea, but I think Brentford Arsenal. You know, there's a chance for for assets from both sides. We're obviously joking off air on you know how um, Matt had Nicola Pepe in his sort of draft team. Um, I think he could even do something here. Obviously, got the likes of Ivan Tony, who's come up from the Championship. He had 30 plus goals, 10 plus assists in the league last season which is, you know, unheard of. So I'd have a look at that one, really. Those first two opening games, obviously, Matt, uh, Jack, rather, you spoke about Man United leads. I think Brentford Arsenal is another one, especially Brentford. They've come up from the championship. They want to prove themselves. First time they'll have a, uh, you know, full lot of fans in their new stadium, or in a league game anyway, other than the playoffs. So be interested to see how they'll get behind the team. So I'll go there. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Brentford are a team that I think a lot of people have got you know, not high expectations for, but, you know, think that they can probably play a free-flowing style of football and maybe trouble a couple of teams. So it's going to be interesting to see how they go this season. I think, you know, obviously you probably got a lot more insight than uh, than what most of us do, having watched them um, beat your team twice last season and Ivan Tony bagging in all the goals. So Come on, you know, but we drew a- with them away. Come off it. A lot more, uh, a lot more prior experience to us for that, but um, yeah, definitely a team to watch for this season. But um, we'll go to you now, Dave. And obviously, um, there's not too many, you know, standout fixtures left. But um, maybe a sort of differential pick of a fixture, maybe that you've you've got. Is there any that sort of stick out for you? Well, I was sort of uh, agreeing with Ollie. I think the the Brentford Arsenal one is is certainly the most interesting one there. I think. Um, you know, certainly for even for FPL and even just for for where Brentford sit in the league. You know, Arsenal were mid table last season and they haven't really made any big signings yet. So, could be a little test for Brentford to see whether any of their assets are going to be of of value. I suppose you know, and if they're if they how competitive they're going to be. Whereas most, of the, I think the other two um, promoted sides have got pretty tough fixtures first week. So it's probably yeah, definitely a good one to look at at Brentford and see where they sit. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's been a lot of talk about Ivan Tony. If, if we just switch over to, to the teams now, Oli, I think you've you've got him in, in your draft team, don't you? If we could bring that up on the screen and you can maybe talk us through what, what you've sort of gone with for the season. But is he one, Ivan Tony, that you think is going to be, you know, shooting right up to the Premier League this season, you know, displaying similar levels to what he did last season in the Championship? Uh, he won't be bagging 30 plus goals again, I don't think. Um, he's <laughs> on my bench at the moment, I think. I think by the time game week one rolls around, he'll be starting for me. Um, I think he's one that even if he does start slow, he's going to burn you if you don't have him. Because um, obviously we had players last season that, you know, we, you know, gambled on and they, you know, they cost us eventually, didn't they? Um, there was a lot of those players last year. I think Ivan Tony will be one of those. Uh, I'm not sure how he'll adapt to Premier League life. Um, I, You know, sometimes you say, obviously, let players accustomed to Premier League football. I know, obviously, he was at Newcastle. I don't think he played in the Premier League while he was there. Correct me if I'm wrong, Elliot. No. Um, so, so you know, <laughs> a big impact. Um, well, well, point withstanding, he doesn't have too many, too much Premier League experience, so he might need time to adapt. But I think if there's one play he won't come up from the priority sides, it's definitely Ivan Tony. You can see another one in there, Michael Elise. He's an incredible player uh, for Reading last season. I think he'll do quite a lot. We saw what... Um, as they did coming up from QPR, coming up from the championship, you know, a mid, mid-table mid championship side, or uh, Reading were a little bit better than mid-table, but, you know, championship player coming up to the Premier League, I think he'll do well as well. Um, and then the rest of the team is just, you know, pretty common players. I think I don't have a player um, that we've not mentioned under 10% other than Joel Veltman. So they're really common players. So I, that's my one weakness, I think, not having too many differentials, but we'll have to see how that goes through the uh, middle part of the season. So, so Robert Sanchez, there's been a lot of, um, you know, 
on Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. A lot of people have been, you know, wondering if he's going to probably get the start for Brighton this season at his cheap price. I think a lot of fantasy managers have decided to go with him. But um, Brian have signed a new keeper, six foot eight, I believe he is one of the tallest players in Premier League history, if not the tallest. So um, do you have faith in Sanchez to start, do you think? Yeah, Kiel Sherpen, we were looking at him off air, weren't we? We were saying, oh, um, he's only made two appearances for Ajax last season. Well, if you go back, or two league appearances last season, if you go back to 2018-19 before his move, he was playing for uh, Emmen in the Eredivisie and made 34 appearances. I think he was 19 at that point. So if you're making 34 appearances at 19, you've got to have something about you. So even if he's not had the game time at Ajax, he might well come in and and at least jostle with Robert Sanchez for that number one spot. I'm still going to go with him because I don't think that Sherpin will start, but he's one to keep an eye out for. Yeah, and do you think that Brighton are going to be, you know, maybe not the best team this season, but a team that will surprise a couple of people, especially defensively? I think a lot of people had a lot of faith in them last season and they, they didn't keep too many clean sheets, but I'd say they kept enough to, to warrant picking them in, in your team. But do you have a lot of faith in their defence this season? Well, it depends how they respond to Ben White leaving the club. Um, obviously, they've got Tariq Lamptey coming back. He had a long injury spell out last season. I think he'll do brilliantly. We saw how well he played last season before his injury. So he'll help. Uh, but in terms of centre-half stocks, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they respond to Ben White. They probably need to bring someone else in unless they want to go with Webster and Dan Byrne. Um, I've gone with the triple-up initially. I don't like defensive triple-ups. I usually go with a double-up, but their fixtures to start the season are quite good. I think Brighton's, if you have a look at their first five, they do have Everton, who I think they're rated as a four on the FDR. I think that's probably too high. I would have them as a three, but Burnley, Watford, Everton, Brentford, Leicester, and then Palace in the first six isn't too bad. So that's why I've sort of loaded up there, but it just all depends on White. Yeah, and obviously the, the midfield two of, of Fernandez and Salah, I think a bit going to be, and a lot of people seem to think you'd be crazy um, to not at least have one of them. But um, just, just as an early observation, you, you've put Cap... Uh, Salah is your captain. Do you think he's the, the man to go for? You know, Norwich away, start of the season. Do you think he's going to be ready to go? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's that, it's that Norwich game, isn't it? He's just brilliant against Norwich, to be fair. If we're being honest, every single time he plays Norwich, he scores. So that's, that's the only reason. Um, Fernandez, obviously a great player himself. And even Harry Kane up top, you can think about the captaincy. I haven't seen too many people who've got all three, uh, Salah, Fernandez and Kane, but I wanted to go all three because they're brilliant players see how they go, loading up in uh, midfield and attack. So it might be a strategy that could cost me, who knows. But in a draft, you know, when we're making a draft team at the start of the season, it doesn't really matter too much. Absolutely. And it looks like a a really, really nice first draft, mate. There's definitely a few players in there that I didn't even really look at that I'm going to, you know, maybe keep my eye on now that Emmy Buendia in midfield I didn't really sort of think about him but you know he's going to be one to watch I think and Elise if you're raving about him then he's got to you know have some sort of talent so he's definitely going to be one to watch for the season as well so um it's a really nice teammate but um we'll move on to yours now Jack and um you obviously were on the podcast with Matt um before a couple of days ago um speaking about you know players that you thought you were going to get in but um if we look at your first draft team here just just sort of walk us through it mate yeah, similar to obviously what Ollie, obviously Sanchez looking at that option in goal, great end to the season. Uh, flat back four at the moment, I've sort of gone for a 4-3-3. Um, gone, uh, Luke Shaw, obviously a massive fan of uh, of him and obviously what a great Euros he's had. John Stone, same with him. Um, we've seen a great asset to have in last year. I missed out on all the hype and all the points that he, you know, he got in last year. So um, I thought he's a good option, still good value as well. Um, and then Dinier for Everton. Obviously, no idea what Rafa's going to do with his team, but 
presuming um, you know Dinier is going to be flying uh, as the uh, you know bombing on as a left back. I uh, know obviously Newcastle, you didn't have the uh, the players uh, the players that he's got available to him now. Matt Ritchie, mate, he was turned him into an absolute bowler of a left back, so uh, he can probably that's work it, um, wonders uh, with Dinier. Yeah, that's true. And then obviously Brucey took him to a new another new level, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, yeah, Dinier's in there. And Target, who I didn't, he featured pretty heavily in my team last year as well. So I've kept the faith, and obviously with Villa's first couple of fixtures, they you know they've got a good uh, first three fixtures in there. Into midfield, I've got Yotta in there. I mean, I've got a double up with Yotta and uh, Salah with the Liverpool assets, but. Not too sure. I was saying this to the guru the other day. Even though Yota is great value, uh, we know what he, he is capable of, but not too sure if he's going to be in that starting kind of lineup. But he's definitely going to come as a sub, probably at that 60th minute mark, uh, if anything, and um, you know, and pick up the points. Obviously, got Bruno in there as well. Got to have my United asset, and obviously, we know how hard it is as well uh, getting all these big premium assets in your team this this season. Um, so yeah, Bruno's kind of stuck in there. United's fixtures. You know, we were saying as well on the pod last week, if you listened, um, you know, for the first, you know, United's first lot of fixtures, you know, are pretty decent. And then from week 14 to 27 are absolutely unbelievable. So I think having, uh, you know, you get United assets in there now and, and stick with them because, uh, you know, they're going to obviously only increase in value according to the FDR. Depends what United turns up. And then um, obviously drops Harry Kane at the start. Uh, I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is going to last or not, but, Harry Kane's not made the team, and the front three just so can you know spread um, and bring in a few more uh, better assets. Calvert Lewin, Antonio, and Watkins, which is becoming a bit of a, a template, you know, front three as well. Um, and then gone for a couple of Brighton assets on the bench with uh, Gilmore from Norwich and Gaeta from uh, Patrick Crystal Palace. So, yeah, not pretty happy with it at the moment. I'm definitely going to obviously. Um, play around with it and Yotta's probably going to be moving out maybe a forward in and out but I think at the moment I'm quite happy yeah it's an interesting one with the with the Yotta shout because it's it's difficult you know to put your full faith in a player that you don't think is necessarily going to start but he was just so good for Liverpool last season you know even off the bench there was a couple of weeks so it was just goals and assists and everything so he was really really was an FPL manager's delight for um for that bit so I think it's it's still a, a fairly safe bet to go with you know Liverpool as well with Norwich they've got a couple of good fixtures early on so um I think he's a, he's a good shout mate and you agree with Oli then with the the Salah as the captain and Bruno as your Advice, do you think? I think so. I'll, I'll stick with that for the moment. Um, Norwich, you know how bad they were when they were in the Premier League, um, when they were in the year. So I think, you know, there's going to be goals in there. But then then said again, obviously what we said earlier, uh, you know, United Leeds, there was plenty of goals in that last year. Um, so it's going to be either or. One, it's definitely one of them too. So just go with the gut just before the game. Yeah. And Matt Target, you know, he was a, a quite a surprising asset last season he impressed a lot of people you're going to put your faith in him do you think that Villa have got I think three of their first fixtures are all green and then after that it looks a bit south but is he one that you probably maybe look to move on just for the first after the first couple of games do you think yeah, it depends how they go. Because obviously, we know how good Villa were uh, defensively uh, at the start. So if they can, um, you know, last season. So if they can do something similar again this year, then there's no reason to shift him out. But target, yeah, it looks great in there. You know, it takes a few set pieces as well, doesn't he? From time to time, and depending if Grealish is going to still be there. But I think you know, with a left foot wand, he's got. You know, I'm a lefty. The Guru's lefty. We we love um, you know the special Appreciate players. Um, so, you know, you, I want to fill that team with uh, lefties in there. I was going to shout out to uh, Andy Ramskill as well back in back in the UK. I used to do a bit of coaching with Andy. Um, hopefully he's going to be entering our fantasy competition this year. So, Andy, if you're obviously still watching, get yourself in the league, mate. 
got the more the merrier, mate. So you got to get involved. And um, you know, speaking of set pieces, Luca Digne probably be on a, a couple more set pieces as well next season by the looks of things. So um, it'll be it'll be an interesting one. And he's an asset that I think a lot of managers have gone with as well. So I'm not surprised to see him in both yours and Ollie's teams. But um, as as I said with Ollie, it's a, it's a really nice template, and you know, a couple of players in there that I've I've got myself, and that I'll maybe be looking to get in my team as well. So um, it's a really really nice first draft. But obviously, as we always say, it's subject to change. There's still a couple of weeks out from the season, so it's probably going to look nothing like this is when we get to game week one, and um, we'll all wonder where it's gone wrong. But um, we'll move on to your team now, Matt. And as you were saying before, you've been on it all day. You know, just checking things, <laughs> changing things, tweaking. So um, you know, sort of walk us through your team, mate. Yeah, look, I've done the old, uh, as Ollie would call it, Mike Bassett, four four two, um, sort of pretty traditional, I think. Um, you know, just uh, it's kind of trying to fit these premiums in this year is quite tough because there's you know a lot of high priced players. Harry Kane's high priced, obviously, he's not in my my side at the moment, but um, yeah, starting from the goalkeeper, like everyone else, I've got Sanchez in there for now. Um, again, I'm considering uh, Henderson. I'm surprised I've not seen. Uh, Henderson from United in too many draft teams because he's only about five mil. Um, I think he could be really good value. So I'm considering him maybe putting the extra into Martinez, but it's just if I can afford it. Um, going into defence, I've got Lamptey as well. Um, I've put a bit of money into Chilwell and Alexander-Arnold. Um, I think they've got a lot of potential, uh, attacking potential early on as well and, and throughout the season. And I want to get them on them before there's any potential price rises. Uh, Fafana's in there at the moment, but I think he might go. Um, I don't. I think I've said this to you the other day when I jack on on the uh, on our call. I don't think he's got the highest ceiling for points, um, but he's in there at the moment just purely based on the kind of the Twitter uh, hype. Um, and then moving into uh, midfield, Salah, who you know I think everyone's going to have. Um, got Pulisic in there. I'm really liking um, you know one of the Chelsea midfielders. He's a player that I really like to watch and. Um, I've got a good feeling about him this season in uh, in fantasy league. wasn't wasn't at his best last year, but the season before he ended quite well. Um, and when he's fit, I think he's going to um, bang some goals right. in. Yeah, good player. Um, and he's about eight million, so I think it's a bit of a bargain. Um, they've got Grealish in there. Um, that's purely in case you know he does get the City move. And um, then I've got a City player in there already. Um, obviously, subject to uh, to Pep Roulette, but um, yeah, I think if I'm going to pick a, a Villa player. Um, at the moment, it's, it's going to be him. Uh, I was just thinking, again, last season was brilliant when he did play. And I think a lot of people forgot because he got the injury at the end. They've uh, they forgot how good he actually was in, in fantasy before the injury. Um, and then obviously I got a bit of a random one in there being a, being a Spurs fan. Everyone's kind of frowning at this one. I've got Pepe in there at the moment. But um, again, this was my first draft I did when the app came out. And I based it on his form at the end of last season. And I, I kind of thought some of Arsenal's fixtures are quite good in the first sort of seven or eight games and that he'll probably go. I've got uh, four million, four and a half million in reserves. So whether or not he stays is, is probably unlikely. Um, and then up front, I've got, uh, I'm on the Tony train. Um, got to be done, I think. You know, 30 goals in the championship. It's, you know, a big ask to, to come back up to the Premier League. But I, um, you know, I missed out on Bamford last season and um, I want to try and get on Tony early and, um, you know, bit worried if he does does struggle and his price goes down because you know he's only six and a half million and you will lose some value but um he's there and then uh yeah for i know elliot's elliot's going to be happy about this one i've got callum wilson in there at the moment and i think um 
yeah, from that sort of seven and a half million range, he's um, yeah, he's probably my favourite choice at the moment um, for his penalties and just how good he was last year when he's fit. Um, and then yeah, bench pretty uh, pretty standard. Ben Foster, uh, Davis, and Gilmore for purely because they're cheap. I'm not too fussed about an expensive bench early on. Um, and then I've got Stones there for now. Uh, whether or not he comes in for Fafana, for Fafana or stays on the bench, I'm not too sure. Yeah, it's a, it's a really nice teammate, and there's a couple of different players from what you know. Both Ollie and Jack had, you know, with the Chilwells. Neither of Ollie and Jack went with Trent, which I thought was quite surprising as well. But he obviously is quite expensive. But um, I think it's it's a crime, mate. I don't think it's legal for you to not have your man Harry Kane in your team. But you know, especially what you were saying with Grealish about, you know, if he gets his City move, what if Kane gets his City move as well, mate? So you never know. But is do you, do you think you'll have Kane in your team for the start of the season? I don't think I will. I think he'll stay um, with us because you know they're talking about 150 to 200 mil, and I don't think that I don't think that's going to be paid by anyone. United aren't going to pay it now. They got Sancho, and obviously Varane might be on the way, and I just can't see City paying it if they know, you know, someone like Holland could, you know, potentially be up for grabs for for those type that type of fee. So probably not going to be in there at the start for me. Um, you know, I'm thinking if I'm going to put a Spurs player in early on, I'm probably looking more towards your Deli Alleys or if he gets back in the side or maybe Son. But no, not not Kane at the start, and I hope it doesn't doesn't punish me. But yeah, I just can't quite fit him in at the moment with um, you know, with Salah and then the money in reserve. I'm thinking about maybe putting it into Bruno anyway. Yeah, and just just quickly before I ask you another question, just a quick shout out to everyone that's watching along live now. Let us know what your thoughts are on the Guru and Jack and Ollie's team and everything throughout the podcast, and you know maybe we'll reply to your comment and uh, you know have a little chat with you. But um, Matt Trent Alexander Arnold, um, past two seasons in fantasy league, he's just been absolutely brilliant. You know, he takes set pieces, takes free kicks, corners, all of them. So um, is he one that you think a lot of people should be looking at as well, even though he's you know he's, he's as premium as defenders get, isn't he, in FPL? But um, do you think he's one that everyone should be considering? Yeah, I think either him or um, or Robertson. Either one. Obviously, Robertson, you save that 0.5. But yeah, Trent, you've got like the free kicks. He can hit a ball, potential to score, um, get assist as well. And yeah, I'm thinking about just putting that, just putting that money into him. I think is probably worth it. Um, you know, it's obviously it's a bit of a risk, but um, yeah, I think if, you, if you've got the money, then uh, then get him in. Yeah, and do you think the same for for Ben Chilwell as well? He had a, a really good season. Obviously, got his transfer to Chelsea last season. He sort of played, you know, as more of a wing back when uh, when Thomas Tuchel came in. So, do you think he's one that people should be looking at as well? Look, if we get the intel that he's going to start um, over Alonso, then I think, yeah, he's definitely worth it because of how, how good he was last season. But, yeah, at the moment, it's all about if he uh, gets the start for Alonso. Um, but, again, if you're looking at Chelsea, um, you've also got James as, as an alternative to Chilwell as well. So, yeah, definitely keep an eye on both of their fullbacks. Yeah, and... You know, as I've said for both Jack and Ollie, it's a, it's a brilliant draft, mate. My favourite one so far, just because of that man up top with the, the little four on his crest at the top of his shirt. But um, yeah, it's a, a really nice draft team, mate. And um, yeah, I'm definitely, as I've said with all of them so far, Pulisic is one that I hadn't even considered so far. When we get onto my team, you'll see that I've got Kai Havertz. So maybe he's one that I need to, to look at switching out. But um, move on to your team now, Statman Dave. And, you know, as we mentioned, having to isolate gives you a lot of free time, a lot of time to be thinking about which players to get in for your fantasy team, who not to get, um, check the fixtures, you know, stuff like that. So is, this is your team, as we can see on screen there. But um, just take us through it, mate. 
Yeah, look, to be honest, I haven't spent a huge amount of time on it yet. Uh, I think I've probably spent 10 minutes or so picking the initial squad. And to be honest, it's quite similar to the way I finished last season. Um, so I'll tend to look at it a bit more closely in the next couple of weeks, especially once a few more transfers have happened and that sort of thing. But um, I've gone for a fairly sort of even and safe squad to start with, and then I'll sort of pick and choose from there, you know, probably look for some bargain options to, to potentially get a few more premiums in. I think um, at, at the moment, probably looking to swap out uh, Guaida for Fabianski. I think Fabianski's probably got a, a f- some better fixtures to start the season and potentially is that, you know, having having two decent keepers that I can swap in and out depending on fixtures. Um, I think at the moment, Kane's my only sort of premium at the moment, but I'm not sure whether he's going to stay or not uh, for now. But um Probably De Bruyne is actually someone I'm surprised no one's mentioned yet. I'm probably looking to potentially get him into the midfield. I don't really have any premium midfielders at the moment, uh, but potentially looking at, at getting him in and hopefully, you know, he'll have a full full season where he can sort of get back to, to what, he's, what he's capable of doing. Um, and, yeah, so far probably defenders. I haven't gone too high end in the defenders at the moment. So, no, haven't got any of the Liverpool or Chelsea uh, more expensive ones at the moment, but may may look to bring them in at some point. Um, but, yeah, we'll definitely be looking closely at some of the transfers that are coming in and some of the promoted championship players to sort of get some more budget in to do some more upgrades. Yeah, perfect. It's a, a really a, a different team, but um, you know that's what you got to do in fantasy league. You know, it's the first Gundogan that we've seen. I didn't even mention that with Matt as well. I can't believe he's not he's got a fancy team with, with no Gundogan and no Kane. That that is illegal. I've decided. But um, do you think Gundogan? If if you're not going with De Bruyne, do you think Gundogan's the one to go with from that that City midfield? Um, yeah, quite possibly. Look, you know, City's hard obviously because they tend to rotate everyone a fair bit. So, you know, I think so long as you've sort of got a midfielder on the bench that you can you can cover for him. But um, I think, you know, based on his sort of form in the first sort of two-thirds or three-quarters of the season last year, if he can do that again, then I think at his price, he's, he's definitely worth having in there because I think he's, what, $7.5 or something. So he's definitely value for the, for the returns that he gives. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the, the man in midfield there, Stuart Dallas in the little white strip with the, the blue crest on, is he one that you think a lot of people are maybe sleeping on this season? I think a lot of people that I've heard are going to just, you know, plonk him on their bench. And, you know, when Leeds have got a favourable fixture, he can um, pop on for a little bit because he's, he's fairly cheap. Five and a half million. Do you think, you know, he's obviously a midfielder this year, so he won't get the clean sheet points. But do you think he's one that more people should be looking at as well? Yeah, look, possibly. I think, you know, maybe, and I, I'll, I'll probably do the same thing where I'll be sort of keeping a close eye on him in the first few weeks and, you know, whether he starts or not, or, or you know, he might be that one that sort of can come in and out depending on, you know, who else, who else, you know, what other fixtures I've got. Like I, my formation tends to change from week to week depending on sort of my, especially I, I sort of look at my defenders first and see how many sort of clean sheet options I've got there. And, you know, if there's not a whole lot of clean sheet options, then, then look to sort of add in that extra midfielder. Um, you know, depending on, you know, if, if I've got sort of two or three or four guys that could potentially get clean sheet points. Yeah, and as we can see on the screen there, we've got a comment from Luke. He says, I can't see Jorginho there. Penalty shooter, definitely to have in the team. But uh, if, you, if you've got Jorginho on your teammate, you've got to have Pickford in there and uh, he's the one that's stopping him. So, um, <laughs> did, Luke, did Luke, has, uh, Luke has come off our Facebook group. He's a, he's a massive Italian fan. He's a massive Italian. <laughs> you know, I, I, I talked him up in the Euros and he didn't really, didn't really return for anyone, did he? So... Uh, <laughs> 
I'll be I'll be steering clear of that one. I think at the moment. <laughs> yeah, you just need you know, Luca to put his uh, put his banner where it is and enter the, <laughs> enter the fantasy league. So I don't think he came in last week. Yeah, he does love to watch us, uh, but not comment. <laughs> oh, he's keep commenting, mate, because you know that that sort of stuff makes us laugh and you know a little bit cry on the inside because of uh, the Euros. But um, we're past that now, and it, it's about fantasy. And then just just one last question, Dave. Um, we'll move to to your goalkeeper, Emmy Martinez. Just how good he was last season, how good he was for Argentina and the Copa America as well. Do you think um, he's one that people should be looking at? You know, five and a half million. You know, you've got the likes of Allison, Edward Mendy, Edison that are more expensive than him. So do you think he's not he's not cheap, but he's definitely the the cheaper option of of the the premium premium goalkeepers oh look i think you know i think i was looking at it before he was probably the first one i picked i think he scored 20 or 30 more points than those other goalkeepers last season and you know he's cheaper than them so you know i think you're going to get plenty of save points he's in a decent side so there's there's chances for plenty of clean sheets i suppose and you know, I think he's he's a no-brainer to have and he's he's cheap enough that potentially like what I've done where I'll have two sort of decent keepers that I can swap in and out depending on who they're due to play. You know, if they are going to be playing one of the top sides, then potentially I'd look to to, to bring in the, the Guaida or, or Fabianski or whoever I have as that second keeper, um, you know, on those, on those games. Yeah, and as I've said for everyone, a really nice teammate and... You know, a lot, lot of differentials in there, Bonds, that we haven't really seen before. The likes of Dallas, Greenwood, Lingard, you know, all popping up there. So uh, it's really nice to see. But um, the second last team that we've got today is is from me. Um, I haven't, I'll, I'll admit it, I haven't really looked at it uh, for too long. Similarly to Matt, it was sort of just a, a fairly instant draft and then, you know, popped on every now and then. You know, you just load the app up, look at transfers, look at the players, just scroll through a little bit and um, sort of have a little look. But um still on my uh, my vacation from, from Euro Fantasy, so uh, just in my off-season at the minute. And then, you know, from now on, I guess it's it's starting with the uh, the pre-season getting into it. So, you know, like everyone, Sanchez and Lamptey, um, I think, you know, Lampsy, he tore my team to shreds last season in the game that he played and I haven't forgotten him ever since. So um, if he can, you know, even replicate even half of that, then he'll be getting a lot of goals and a lot of assists this season for Brighton. And I know he scored, um, I can't remember if the goal was disallowed or not, Matt, but I think he scored against your team as well, didn't he? He scored against Spurs. Lampsy, yeah, he did actually. That was this uh, disallowed goal. Yeah, I thought it, actually, was, no, it, um... was, it was the goal that counted actually. Sorry, yeah, it was the one that counted. It was a disallowed goal in the game, but Lamptey, his one counted. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, you know... Well, you can can I just say quickly, the... mate, I'm glad you haven't spent too long on that team, mate, because that team is absolutely horrendous, mate. <laughs> if you'd have spent hours talking about that, I'd have been questioning your FPL manager pedigree. Mate, that's what a, are you doing with Kai Havertz <laughs> in midfield? Kai Havertz? Kai midfield? Mate, he was awesome at the end of last season. I think yeah. he was one that I've, I've you know, is, is a bit not a differential, but you know, he's not the the standard player that you're going to get in midfield. Eight and a half million, I think, you know, fairly decent. He's playing as a as a striker for for Chelsea, and he's put in midfield. You know, we we love those sort of gems that play out a position like Dallas, Lundstrom, those sort of people. So I'm I'm quite surprised you said that about Kai Havertz. Ollie. I, I mentioned I'm taking him the Mickey. I'm fi- I'm trying to find somewhere to criticise, and it, it's hard to say this, but your team is very hard to criticise. I don't like to say that because it's a good team. I'm just trying to pick something out of nothing. 
No, I can I can understand it. I think you know Matt made the the really good point that Pulisic, you know, he is cheaper. Um, you know, he's definitely got the ability, similar ability to Havertz to you know get points and that sort of stuff. And Pulisic was one that I had in my draft team for a lot of last season as well. But um, yeah, I've got a lot of faith in Havertz this season. I think so. Um, yeah, I'm expecting big things from him. He, he did a little bit at the Euros as well, so he, he sort of caught my eye. And I think you know he's, he's going to do quite well. And um, so, yeah, I've gone with him. And then in the midfield with him, we've got Grealish. Similarly to Matt, you know, if he gets his City move um, and then he starts, you know, performing in the first couple of weeks, he's probably more likely to to rise than if he's still at Villa. I think, you know, especially if he's starting quite regularly for City, he'll, um, he'll increase in price quite a bit. So he's probably the one in my team that I'm not too sure about. And, you know, he's going to be coming back from the Euros soon. So how fit he'll, he's going to be... Um, we're not really sure, but um, Fernandez and Salah, everyone have got them as well. So you've got to have, I think you've got to have them in your team. I think Salah um, and Fernandez, two of the, the highest point scorers last season in FPL. So, you know, they, they're going to do it again this season. So I think definitely you've got to have them. And we've spoken a lot about Luca Dean on the podcast so far. And, uh, you know, as, as a Newcastle fan, I'm quite a big fan of Rafa Benitez. So I've actually got quite uh, high hopes for Everton this season, as much as it pains me and the man at the bottom of the screen right now to say I think they're actually going to do quite well. So I've gone with him and Calvert-Lewin. So, um, yeah, Rafa turned Rondon into a 12-goal-a-season striker. So, you know, he's going to do similar things to Calvert-Lewin, I think. So it's going to be an interesting one. And then partnering Calvert-Lewin to wrap up the team is, is Ollie Watkins. And I know Matt's a massive, massive fan of Ollie Watkins last season. Um, he found himself so unlucky. You know, he should have had so many more goals than what he did. You know, he hit the woodwork so many times and was just extremely unlucky. So, you know, and that sort of... Villa team, you know, with Wendy, they've strengthened a little bit and, you know, with Grealish around, it's always going to be um, a striker's dream. He puts it on a plate for you and that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, that's that's my that's my starting eleven. And on the bench, we've got Guaita, Fafana, Gilmore and Obafemi. Um, it's pretty standard. Not really expecting too much off the bench there. Um, I'm sort of tossing up, Matt, and I've, I've got a question for you. Do you think it's important for people to, you know, start the season with a, a really good 15-man squad? Or do you think maybe that's what you sort of build to after your wild card or stuff like that? What, what's your sort of thoughts on it, mate? Yeah, no, not for me. I think... Um... You know, maybe have one sub in reserve, but I'd, I'd be putting all the money into the lineup because you've got a wild card. So, um, you know, I, I personally like to just put as much as I can in the lineup early on, um, you know, and then uh, and then wait for the wild card if I need to sort of build a squad. I guess, you know, with COVID, it does change it a little bit. But, you know, if it does, uh, you know, get controlled over in England and stuff, then I'd say now nah, put, put the money into the uh, into the lineup and uh, set and forget. Yeah, absolutely. So not only do we have to keep up with, you know, all the all the football news, we've got to keep up with the pandemic as well, because obviously, you know, there's still the chance that games get cancelled and that sort of stuff. And, you know, with fans back in, you never really know what's going to happen. So it's probably going to, you know, definitely start with, with one of those those seasons similarly to last but you know fingers crossed we're not seeing any of those triple game weeks that Man United had I hope to never see one of them again in my life but um, as we can see Reedy's joined us on the podcast our, our UK correspondent yeah, he loves fantasy Premier League just as much as he loves the Euros and he can't talk up Mbappe on the podcast but I feel like he's going to have a little bit to say about a couple of players that he likes so um, how are you doing Chris? Not doing too bad, though. Thanks, mate. Um, yeah, after seeing your team there, I'm a little bit sort of like uh, lost for words how poor the selections were. You know, Calvert Lewin and the likes of them, them guys. Are, 
you know, but you know, we'll see come start of the uh, fancy season, really. So, yeah, um, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I've got my little draft up, first draft type of thing. So, you know, we'll, uh, we'll see how we get on. I'm sure there'll be some changes before the uh, start of the season. Absolutely. We, we know that, you know, you, you more than love a transfer, mate. So it'll be interesting. But, um, you know, a lot of different players. Again, it's it's nice to see some variety in all of our teams. You know, Mason Mount, Harvey Barnes off the bat there that I can see in Canate. So just take us through your teammate. Yeah, so um, I've got Alice, I've gone for Alisson in net. Um, just think he's a, he's obviously a brilliant keeper, top keeper. Got that call at the end of the season, which pretty much got us into the Champions League, if you like. Uh, and I wanted to get someone who's going to basically get game time, you know, week in, week out. Um, it's going to start. So he is a high price keeper. Um, so, you know, I, I get that I could potentially put that elsewhere. Um, but yeah, so I went for, for Alisson in net. Uh, good fixture, obviously, to start as well. Um you know, against Norwich, so hopefully we can we can keep a clean sheet there. Uh, Kufal against Newcastle, he's obviously showed what he's about last season uh, with his assist for West Ham, and you know how good he was getting down that flank and stuff. So I know you've got you've obviously got Newcastle first game, uh, which you know we'll talk about Newcastle in a moment and what I think we might be up to for the year uh, for the season. But yeah, went for Kufal there, Canate. Uh, now he's a cheaper option to Van, the likes of Van Dijk, six point five million for Van Dijk and your Liverpool assets, the likes of Trent and, and Robbo. We know that they're you know the highest highest um, costing assets on on the game really. So I went for Canate. Whether he'll get a start or not, I don't know. Gomez could be in contention. Matip might start. I've just got him got him in there for now. Really, I, I suppose as as more of a um, as like a like a little just selected option. So my midfield can maybe be better. I can benefit from that aspect of things. And then Shaw, as most people's teams have, have reflected, really, people have got Luke Shaw in there after the Euros that he had. You know, it will almost be uh, almost be one of those. It'd be silly not to get him in. So, uh, so yeah, I've put him in midfield. I've tried to vary it. Really, it's, it's difficult this year. You know, as as we've got like the likes of, you know, uh, Salah, so high priced, Fernandez, another one. So many midfielders, um, with the cost and the value of them, the costing so much. So, so you have got to try and. Look, look, maybe uh, other options this year. Um, so I've gone for Barnes, Harvey Barnes. Got that injury last season. Um, he was unlucky to get that, and he was absolutely flying at one point for Leicester, uh, assists and goals and stuff like that. So I expect him to kind of pick up where he left off. Um, and against Wolves as well, we've lost the manager. They've lost the likes of Patricio and Goal. Um, so basically, you know, we'll we'll see how how that pans out. But Fernandez, same again, pictures and stuff like that. Um, a little visit here with me, guys. Uh, so, uh, you know, you want to get involved in the pod. What's up, mate? We're live. You've got to get yourself going. You're going to miss, you're going to miss school. It's all about education so you can be good on fancy Premier League when you're older. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. the stuff you don't learn in school reading. <laughs> yeah, so um, so I went with uh, Fernandez, you know, as, as, as the boys have alluded to. Fancy, fancy uh, fixtures are, are looking good uh, for Man United. Mason Mounts. Now, it's another one, Palace, new manager, Vieira is unexperienced in the Premier League. And Mount was quite good last season for Chelsea, you know, getting assists and things like that. And he, he sort of seems to benefit in that number 10 role uh, for Chelsea. Do you want to go out, mate, just while we're, we're, we're doing this? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, don't worry. I'll slip you £20 later. Don't worry about that. <laughs> on, mate. Yeah, boys. So, um, Jota, I've gone for as well uh, for Liverpool. Now, most people... I've gone for Salah. Um, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it, mate. 
can the little man can the little man give us any advice? Does he have any favourite players that we should be getting in? Oh, he hasn't got a clue who, who do <laughs> what's what I mean. Uh, so unfortunately not. I'll try and train him up um for the next couple of years. Hopefully he can get him <laughs> But yeah, so like I say, um Jota. We've got Jota in there. Um you know, he's grateful of Bull last season up until he got an injury. Uh, and as I said there, Salah's like the the obviously the obvious um, choice for most people, and his record against Norwich, like you say, um, boys, is it's undeniable. So that's something that I might tinker with. I might go for Salah, um, but it all depends on really how much I've got left in the bank and who I could maybe take out. Uh, Jack Grealish, as you you mentioned in your team, um, there's that man. You know, he's a, he's a top player. You know, last season. He was a. Uh, he was just on form. He was, you know, it was a shame to not see him play as much or feature as much in the um, in the Euros. Obviously, you know, we wanted him to get involved, and he did actually come on and and, and do well for us. But Jack Grealish, really, he looks like he's staying at Villa. Uh, I think even if he moved to someone else, he'd be the same type of player anyway. Um, and then, yeah, strikers uh, going off basically value really for strikers because there's an abundance of them uh, this season in FBL. Um, abundance of strikers to choose from. Aubameyang's had a position change. You know he's gone back to striker. You've got your likes of your favourites in there, Harry Kane and all the rest of it. But um, you know these strikers, they're obviously going to cost you a lot of money again. Uh, a lot of a lot of um, value to look for really this season in strikers. So you Ollie Watkins and your Iniacho, two players who, who bagged a lot of goals last season for the price that they're at. You know it's hard to ignore them. Um, and you know, yeah. So I've gone for those, and the bench really is is, is self-explanatory. Really, three Brighton players in there. Um, you've got Lamptey, Dunk, Sanchez, and these guys obviously uh, like to rack up a few points. Lamptey was looking good up until he got an injury, uh, but his value's just you can't ignore it really. Um, and then last but not least, that man, your man, Saint Maximan. Um, he's he's been moved up to a striker, so. You know, it's nice to see that really to be honest with you because he's he's a guy who kind of gets the goals for Newcastle when he when he does manage to play he's that player who brings that excitement that flair uh, for Newcastle uh, so I couldn't ignore it really I think to have him in there you just it's just got to be done really uh, that does kind of counteract what I've done with me defence gone for Kufal there really so you never know uh, we'll see what happens with that one coming at the beginning of the season yeah, absolutely. And just just quickly, we've got two new subscribers. I think it was Josh C and Jody H. They've joined our um, our paid mini league as well, as you can see on the screen there. Um, and you can too at the website that's on the screen there, www.edasportslive.com.au slash FPL Addicts. But um, yeah, really delighted with that pick, Reedy. Um, that's the first set maximum we've seen, including from myself. So is he is he five and a half or is he six million or is he is he more than that? think he's about six and a half i want to say i think he's about six and a half and it's difficult to pick someone out really from a forward aspect you've got tony who i know you guys have touched upon who's coming up from the championship he's got something to prove uh prove sorry something similar to Watkins. you know that that price tag that he had on his head and um, basically when he when he made the move to villa and people were kind of like oh you know unknown what is he going to do he's done it in the championship but is he good enough for the premier league and he did, he backed it up and delivered. So it could be the same for Tony, you never know. Uh, it could be Dark Horse uh, in terms of a striker pick. Uh, but yeah, so gone for St. Maximan and we'll see what happens with him. I, I like him as a player. I think, you know, if he gets the start, he gets your goals or he brings you a fist, simple as that. 
Yeah, he's, he's a player that really just raises the uh, the intensity and the level that the team play at. So if he, if he can stay fit, he's definitely going to be one to watch. And, you know, as I said, a lot of different players in there. Um, massive fan of the, the Canate pick. Do you think he's going to be quite integral to, to Liverpool's season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, we've not messed about with that one. We've kind of got a centre-back early early on. Uh, you know, Matip's made, Matip's made of, of crisps anyway. You know, we know that. Uh, you know, he, he'll, he'll be injured probably. I think we've got a pre-season friendly coming up. And uh, Matip's meant night. to be in the eh? Two half an hour games last night, uh, Liverpool. Oh, was it? Right. Okay, yeah. There we go. So, you know, I expect Matip to be injured. Don't want I was going to say, expect the injury news from Matip in about five and, and minutes. It's, yeah, it's... it's it's pending. It's pending. You know, it'll go from a from a green arrow to a red quite quickly. I'm sure enough. Um, but yeah, Canate in there, excited by what he's going to bring. The physical aspect. You know, uh, he's been playing at a top club like Leipzig. Um, you know, they they kind of uh, have lost both of the centre backs. One of them's gone to Bayern. You know, and and he picked Liverpool or we picked him. However you want to put it. But um, yeah, whether he'll get the start, I don't know. As I've said, and he's kind of an insurance thing more than. More than anything, really, for the price to, to, to be able to buy other assets in your team. Whether he'll be there at the beginning of the season, I'm not sure. So, you know, but, but for now, I, you know, if he's going to get a start, I might even keep him in there. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's a really nice team. And that wraps up um, all of our teams. But um, before we move on to just sort of going through our, our sort of choices in each sort of category, each position for who we think we should be going with, I've just got a question for you, Matt. We've, we've seen a real array of, of different formations um, by different people. You know, there's a couple of 4-4-2s, um, 4-3-3s. I think there was a 3-5-2 there from Reedy as well. So do you sort of have a, a select favourite formation that you think people should be going with this season? I know you, you obviously lined up with the 4-4-2, the Mike Bassett, as Ollie calls it. But do you think that's the, the way that people should be going? Um, look, I actually think the uh, three, either a 4-3-3. So you've got the three strikers because there's so many good striker options this season. So I think if you can get three strikers in, it's probably the preference. So maybe a four-three-three or a three-four-three. Um, if you're going to go four-three-three, then I'd say get fullback as many fullbacks in as possible. Um, you know, and set piece taking defenders. Um, but I'd probably say if you can get a three up front, it's probably the best so far in terms of the, you know, the, the fact that there's just so many good mid-range seven and a half million strikers. You know, you got Wilson, Watkins. Cabot Lewin's eight million, Antonio seven and a half, Tony six and a half, Ian Acho seven and a half. Raul Jimenez um, so as well, returning from Raul, injury. Raul Jimenez returning, yeah. So um I think if you can get three up front, then um, you know, that's probably gonna be a bit of a template and kind of the way to go. But I've not got that in my team just yet. Um, but I've put a lot of money into into my defence and my fullback. So I'm kind of hoping that those fullbacks can act as you know, an extra midfielder because, you know, they do score goals, they do get forward. So that's kind of my strategy. But I think the overall, you know, safe bet and the template kind of stuff is probably going to be, you know, to get three strikers on the pitch. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Dave, you spoke a lot and you said that you, you switch your formation quite often. So do you think it's maybe more important to, to have a 15-man squad and then just sort of rotate given the, the fixtures on each week for your formation? He's muted. Sorry, boys. Uh, yeah, that's certainly the way I sort of played it, especially towards the end of the season once I was sort of starting to climb up the the, the, the table a little bit. Um, you know, I think you've got to be flexible depending on who's playing who and that sort of thing. I, I certainly won't be 
planning to have a set formation or anything like that, but it might sort of factor in a little bit onto sort of how much money I put into a few premiums. But yeah, generally, I think I've got to be try and be a bit flexible depending on, you know, load up when you've got guys playing the, the bottom sides and yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's, it's a really good point. There's a lot of different opinions on it, so it's going to be interesting. But um, let us know what formation you're going with for, for the first game week, especially uh, if you're watching a live or if you're commenting down below as well. But um, we'll move on now to, to the final section of the the preview podcast. We've taken up a fair bit of time talking about our teams, you know, giving you all the insight. But um, we'll sort of, it'll just be sort of a recap this, I feel. But um, we'll start with, with goalkeepers and we'll start with you, Matt. Um, not, not a cheap pick and not a, a premium pick but just a pick that you think should people should be going with to start the season um who's your choice for a goalkeeper um i'm actually liking um dean henderson now if he retains the number one at man united for five million um you know jack spoke about that chunk of games that they have as well and you know some good early fixtures i think yeah dean henderson at five million is a really good shout i'm surprised he's not in anyone's teams yeah, it's, it's a really good point you raise. Honestly, it hadn't even crossed my mind before you mentioned it because he's, you know, he was favoured over De Gea for a l- large part of last season as well. So it's an interesting one. But do you sort of agree with what you said there, Ollie, or do you think that, you know, a lot of people gone with Robert Sanchez? Um, do you think he's he's the pick for, for FPL to start the season? I just want to show Henderson very quickly. It's just the clarity of whether he'll start or not that's sort of putting a lot of managers off. I think if he does get the gloves... It's hard to turn him down. Um, in terms of Sanchez, I think he'll start. Um, <laughs> there you go, Matt. <laughs> Arsenal and Spurs oh, are the definition of finished. Tin I'm, happy, I'm happy to be interrupted for a comment like that. I'm happy it's to be interrupted Better tell him like that. any of them in his FPL side then. <laughs> That's the best comment we've ever got. That, that, that wins for today. <laughs> uh, sorry, Ollie. Keep, keep going, mate. No, I'm, I'm more than happy to be interrupted with a comment like that. I'm a Rovers fan, so I can't really add anything to that discussion. But um, anyway, back to FPL. Um, I think if you're looking for a goalkeeper that's maybe a bit of a differential, uh, Melier from Leeds, I know their first three aren't the easiest, but after that, it's looking pretty green. So I'd go with him. But there are a lot of goalkeepers you can pick who are quite cheap. <laughs> yeah, there's a, a lot of good, uh, a lot of good goalkeepers uh, on on show that you can go with. But um, we'll move on to the, the defenders now. And Dave, there was a lot of Luke Shaw's, a lot of Tyreek Lamptey's in teams. But who do you think's the the, the main pick for a defender? Um, yeah, I think for me, it's probably John Stones. Like I think you know he was streets ahead of everyone else as far as points per game. So he he had five point eight points per game last season, which was I think like point seven above every other player. Um, so I think he's he's certainly your most reliable, you know, certainly for clean sheets, and he's probably plays as many games as anything. You know, obviously Pepperlet can be a bit of an issue, so I suppose so long as you've got someone to to cover for him if he does get rotated out at the last second. But um, yeah, he'd he'd certainly be my you know option, and he's he's a lot better value than some of the the Liverpool and the Chelsea assets as well. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, do you sort of agree with him there, Reedy, or is, do you think Canate is the, the favoured centre-half for this season? Um, I don't know. It's, I think it's it's got to be a full-back for me. Um, I, know, I know Stones did pop up with a few goals last season. I think, I think the rotation, the pep rotation, surprised a few people at times. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I would go with a full-back. I don't know if Canate is going uh, to get a few goals at, at all. You never know. But... Um, I don't know. I'd, I'd say it's a fullback for me. I'd, I don't know who I'd go for. Maybe it's in, in between Shaw, Vigne, 
uh, or, the, or the likes of Trent, really. I think Trent, even though he's going to cost a lot, you know, he, he's a man, really, for set pieces and getting assists, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. There's a, a lot of people on the midfield that are going to be getting your points, Matt. But if we just go to you ever so quickly, um, midfielder that's not Mohamed Salah or Bruno Fernandes, who are you going to go with? Uh, Havertz. Ooh, he likes yeah, the Havertz pick. Yeah, eight and a half million, I think. Um, you know, he got that goal in the Champions League final. Looked good for Germany. Started to really settle. There was that performance against Palace towards the end of the season where he got, you know, a double-digit score for Chelsea. I think, um, yeah, false nine. You can't really, um, can't really look past him for eight and a half million. No, absolutely not. And then, Oli, if you had to pick another midfielder um, that isn't Elise, Bruno Fernandes, Mohamed Salah or Kai Havertz, who would you go with? Uh, I'll go with uh, Jackie Jackie Grealish. Yeah, really good call, mate. Um, do you think he's he's gonna you know continue his, his form before he got injured from last season? He'll stay at Villa and he'll be class. That's what I reckon. It's a good prediction. So I can't wait for when the season starts when he's off in sunny Manchester, uh, bagging it in for for Pep Guardiola. Sunny, come on, lad. <laughs> Got to make it sound nice to, to sort of persuade him. Anything's an upgrade from Birmingham, mate, so it doesn't really matter too much. But um, if we move on to the forwards, and you, you spoke a lot about the forwards, Dave, and how many there are, and you know around the the seven and a half and stuff like that. But you know, you're a massive fan of Kalecha Ianacho. Is he one that you think people should be looking at a little bit more? Um, yeah, certainly Ianacho. I think probably the just ahead of him, I would say, is probably Bamford. Um, you know, even though he's not necessarily from one of the top clubs, I think, you know, his his returns last season sort of warrant him being a pretty good value at, at eight mil. Um, you know, and for me, you know, him and Ian Outro might be a little bit interchangeable for me as, as my third, um, depending on the fixture. Um, so sometimes they might get in, but if they're playing against some of those top top four or five sides, then then maybe I might look to rotate them out. Yeah, absolutely. And just the last thing for the podcast today, Reedy, you get to pick one more forward. Lucky last. Um, who else would you go with? Oh, I will go with Harry Kane. Um, I don't know if anyone's got them in the team. Uh, I'm not sure you, you guys had him. Maybe maybe one of you, I think. But Harry Kane, really, proven. Yeah, every I've got him. Yeah, you got him as well. Proven every season. Um, you know, I think Spurs might struggle this year. I don't like to say that, Guru, but it just depends, really, if they make it, make any signings, if Kane leaves or not. You know, things things are up in the air, as we know. But Harry Kane, really, I expect him to, to deliver as he always does, really. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what he does. And this is exactly what we do as well as we wrap up the podcast today. We hope you've enjoyed the uh, the first full podcast of us all being back today. Um, just a reminder for the free mini code, it is 1KSRYW and the paid mini go to www.e-sportslive.com.au slash addicts to join our leagues. Please get involved. Um, it was brilliant for the Euros and we hope to do the same for, for the game that we all love, FPL, this season. And uh, may all your FPL pre-season dreams come true take care stay safe bye for now